BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It doesn't need to be as complicated as it sounds. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding what do you need in order to give your full self to your work, to your relationship, to feel secure, to feel like you are 100% being valued and like you're showing up for your own work. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back to our podcast. Have you watched any of The Bachelor this season? I have not. Okay. Let me fill you in. Okay. Yes, please do because I'm not going to be watching it. Don't. I'm Don't. like, I'm done. I'm done Don't. with the franchise. This is, it's, it's not great anymore. This man, I want to fucking kill him. Like, I literally, I'm, I, I don't want to watch the rest of the season because he is, you thought Matt James was a bad bachelor? This man, Colton, Clayton, whatever the fuck his name is, because Colton, there's two, that's the thing. We had Colton, which is the redacted season. Now mm-hmm. we have new Clayton. I'm getting them fucking confused. So there's this girl. I don't remember their names. And Shanae, I, I, I remember her name because you can't fucking forget it because everybody's fucking saying her name. Shanae. Is the, she's 29 years old, but she's acting like she's fucking 21. She's acting so immature. No offense to people who are 21 and listen to this podcast. I'm not saying much about it, but I'm just saying you would think for almost a 30-year-old woman, she'd have a level of maturity to her. But she is out here making these girls like... There, so we have Shanae and we have Elizabeth. Elizabeth was like 33. And Elizabeth has gone home at this point because Clayton sent her home because he uh, he believed Shanae over Elizabeth um, with this whole situation. And basically, Shanae was out there saying that sh- uh, Elizabeth was bullying her and that like none of the girls in the house want to hang out with her when Elizabeth is around. And she's like, how the fuck is that my fault? Like, I haven't done anything to like... You're the one out here, like, picking fights and shit and just being petty. Like, Elizabeth, this is how stupid the argument was. One day at the house, when all the girls were there, Elizabeth made shrimp. And so she made shrimp for a bunch of girls. And they were like, hey, I made extra shrimp. If you want some, here's, there's some in the kitchen, right? Well, Sinead goes in there and makes about 10, like, eats 10 of them. She made about 20 and Sinead eats half of them. Mm -hmm. And all the other girls were like, oh, damn, that sucks. Okay, well... Shanae then goes back and makes more shrimp. She makes about like six or so, offers them up. None of the girls want them. And she's like, well, none of the girls wanted my shrimp, blah, 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 blah. And Elizabeth's like, how the fuck is that my problem? Why the fuck are we arguing about shrimp? And she's like, you choose to like ignore me. And like, you never acknowledge me like when I'm in the room or anything. She's like, I'm having conversations with other people. Like, I'm not going to stop having these conversations to say hi to you. Like, I really, we're not best friends. Like, I don't get why it matters so much. And she is just like, you saw me. Like, you were there in the hot tub. You saw me. You saw me in the hot tub. And she's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, stop blaming your fucking ADHD and shit like that. Because Elizabeth has said she has ADHD. I'm like, hold the fuck up now. Like, she literally, as someone who has ADHD, probably wasn't acknowledging you because she probably was busy doing something else. And, like, that's where her mind was focused at. And all this shit. And Clayton decides to send Elizabeth home instead of Shanae. And all the girls are like, 
all the girls start yelling at Sinead. They're like, why the fuck are we arguing about shrimp? It's shrimp. Why are we arguing about this? Like, it's so stupid. And they're like, you realize you're taking up half our time. And then Clayton sends out like a public apology on Twitter being like of course yeah yeah saying like i am so sorry like elizabeth like if i had known half of this shit if i had known half of this was going on in the house i would have sent shanae home and not you and everything and i'm like no this is when the producers could step in take responsibility for this and let him know and but no they care I mean, if this is a show that's supposed to be about finding love it's clearly not because if it was you would have stepped in producers would have stepped in and been like hey you know, we're going to stop you before you make a bad decision, like, and tell you the truth since you don't know what's going on in the house when the girls aren't, like, when you're not there and everything. But no, it's, they only care about ratings. They only care about the show. And, like, at this point, I feel like your ratings are hurting because it's no longer about love. It's only about this fucking drama. When are the higher-ups, the old white men at ABC, gonna fucking realize this? Like, because I know it's stemming from them putting pressures on the showrunner, putting pressures on producers, and to make them more drama. Like, if you want to know how The Bachelor is made, go on Hulu and watch the show Unreal. It is a scripted series, but it is from people who used to work on The Bachelor, and it's behind-the-scenes looks of what goes on in dating reality shows. And it's fucked up what PAs, what producers, what they make the PAs do to get these certain reactions out of the girls. And it is infuriating because it's really not about finding love. It's skewing the most dramatic shit and creating fights and creating drama in order to get those ratings in and teasing out little bitty things like that and it honestly just frustrates the consumer more it could frustrates the people who are watching it the fans who've been here all along because it's no longer about what the show originally was from yes we like drama every now and then but at the end of the day i don't fucking care to see two girls fight about motherfucking shrimp that's so true and i feel and i feel like now like None of the couples are together. No. Like they continuously. Rachel Lindsay. Rachel Lindsay and Brian are still together. Mm -hmm. JoJo and and Jordan. Rachel and Matt James are still together. Yeah. Um, So, I mean... But they're I feel just like dating, the majority, though. They're, they're just yeah. dating. I'm talking about, like, marriage. Oh, like, yeah. couples that are married, you have JoJo and Jordan. From when I started watching, you have JoJo and Jordan, and I know you have Rachel Lindsay and Brian. Um... I honestly have not kept up with any of the other couples because I really just don't care mm-hmm. about any of the other couples. But, um, yeah, there's few and far between. Yeah, it's just a lot of it's and just the ones cattiness. that have stayed together, the ones that have stayed together, have came from the Bachelorette. None of the Bachelor couples, right? Together. Bachelorette yeah. couples stayed together more because um, women are smarter, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and or they, they can, just start dating like other people that were on the show. Here's the thing, too. There's so many other ways you could have, like, done this. Like, if you, with Michelle's season, when there, I didn't watch it thoroughly, but when there was drama going on the house, instead of pulling the two guys aside and talking to them one-on-one, she addressed the whole house. If Clayton would have done that instead of pulling Shanae and Elizabeth off to the side and having, like, a, you know, a two-on-one with them and, like, talking it all out... If he had just asked the whole house who's the fucking victim and who's the fucking bully, they would have all said, Shanae is the bully. Shanae is the one picking useless drama. Elizabeth has done nothing. Like, I've thoroughly watched this season. Elizabeth has done absolutely nothing to entice Shanae or to make this, um, like, worse or anything. It's literally Shanae just, like finding a victim and then feeling like she's the victim in this situation she's like i'm gonna bully elizabeth basically an older woman who i like literally i'm like girl you're the same age as me why the fuck are you acting like this like you're literally acting like a child like this is childlike behavior because you didn't get enough attention at home so therefore you need to come on a show and make a big deal about it and i'm like at this point bachelor nation hates you like i've seen so many people on twitter saying like this is the worst person that's ever been on this show oh that's that's you're worse good. than Luke P. You're worse than Luke P. That's what people are fucking saying. You're wearing that as a badge of honor? Like, girly, like, I'm sorry. Getting that fat fit fun collaboration's not worth it. Like, yeah. that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make a name for yourself so you can get that fucking um, Sugar Bear hair uh, collab um, after the show's over and you can get that sponsorship. It's not worth it. Dignity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you're just sacrificing your dignity for a paycheck. Like, you're not even getting paid when you're on the fucking Bachelor. When you're a contestant, you don't get paid. You're yeah. hoping and banking that afterwards that maybe you can turn into an influencer. And I'm sorry, for what? 
For what? I'd rather have my dignity and a sense of normalcy after I leave that show. Like, I don't care about getting the followers. Yeah, that'd be nice and cool and shit. But, like, I'd rather have my dignity intact and people think I'm a cool person. I don't... And, like, you just also had to stand up to yourself against producers. If they give you a bad edit, they give you a bad edit. Like, I don't... I'm not going to cave to producers, like, whims and needs for Mm -hmm. them to have ratings and stuff like that and, like, lose myself in the process. And I think a lot of the girls do that because they want a spotlight. And you don't realize what kind of spotlight you're going to get or what kind of edit you're going to get yeah i know that plays a heavy role into people's reputations but then at the same time speaking from somebody who knows luke p personally like we've had casey noel on the show she dated luke p you can listen to that episode um and she like luke p is luke p like how he was on the show is how he is in real life so there are some people who are actually bad that go on the show and you can sit there and think oh maybe they got a bad edit no there's really bad bad in real life and i feel like that's how shanae is because you can't play this up to she got a bad edit like you can't play it up to she got a bad edit like no she's just a fucking bitch point blank Mm -hmm. and i don't fucking care what anybody thinks about me saying that she is a bitch yeah to sit there Mm -hmm. and literally like I don't care if you're not there to make friends. Like, all the girls say, like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here for Clayton, blah, 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 blah. You can still be nice. You'd still be a decent person to the other girls in the house. That's what I feel like it comes back to. Like, it's not that hard. Like, I don't have to like you, but I can still be nice to you. I can still be friendly to you, even if I don't want to make friends. It's just being well. Yeah, I mean, you're literally stuck in the house with no social media, no way to contact anyone else. Like, you better make the most of the situation that you're in, and like, you don't want to be the one that like no one wants to hang out with. So, yeah, like by trying to be friendly, even if it's not like you know you don't want to be best friends or whatever, like trying to be friendly and trying to like get yourself involved with people is going to keep you sane throughout the situation. And, then and not like nit- yeah, that, and not like nitpicking. To the producers, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd it's... rather have my sanity intact for the for those two months than um, go insane because I'm bending to them needs and not being my authentic self. Because I mean, you I do not realize that half like all almost all of America's watching this. Like, I know. That's the thing. I yeah, you're in a house for two months. Maybe there's not cameras in your face all the time because they're using the cameras that are installed in the house and shit like that. But that's constantly on the forefront of my mind if I was in there is that there's cameras constantly watching me. How do I want people to perceive me? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to let someone... I would be like Elizabeth. I'm not going to let some bitch try to walk over me and shit. Like, if you start drama, here's the thing. I'm not going to start drama, but I'm going to finish it. Yeah. But like, and if you send me home because of that, fine. Then you clearly, like, I don't want to be with you to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just how I feel. And I think Dang, Elizabeth left a lot with of her drama. intact. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. <sighs> Over um, some shrimp. Over <laughs> some fucking shrimp. Also, that's like the second time I've ever heard, like, there's ever been clips of them cooking in the house. I feel like there was like one other time I saw them like eating <laughs> in a kitchen. Other than that, I've no. There's I've an ever iconic seen. clip. There's an iconic clip from JoJo's season, which you didn't oh, see. Okay. It was the first yeah, season I, I watched. Where Chad, and like Chad is basically the definition of a Chad. Like, I was gonna you know, say, is, is it like a like he's like a Chad? Like a Jim bro wasn't yeah. a frat like beer tits kind of guy, um, eating like this thick ass ham sandwich in the um, kitchen. Yeah, in the kitchen of yeah. the house that they never yeah. show. They because never show that. Fun about how Chad is a Chad, and oh, like he's gotcha. sitting there eating like this like massive meat sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> that's like so that. funny. That's funny. Gone. Oh. This show is it's so fucking annoying. Love Island's better. Love oh, yeah. Island. Yeah. Love Island is better. I, I, that's the conclusion I come to. Now I'm not sitting there re- watching because it's they film every fucking day. Of Love Island. Like, it's just too much content. But at least the couples are constantly around each other so you can build a genuine connection. <laughs> it's not like, oh, we went on two dates and now we're engaged. Yeah, the premise Make of the show sense. is just so crazy. Like, there's just too many people. Like, they should start with Stockholm a smaller Syndrome. amount. It's not, yeah, it's not love. It's Stockholm Syndrome. That's what it is. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's right. You're in a house for two months 
cut off from all contact. You have nothing else to do but think about this man who you don't know prior to going into this. So who knows if you like him or not? Like, if Mike Johnson was just The Bachelor, like... (laughs) Why? That's all we want. That is all we want is for Mike Johnson I feel to be like, the Bachelor. I feel like if he was the Bachelor, like that season would be the season. Like it would It'd be, be the best. so good. I feel like his season would be like a very real season. Like I feel like he would have yes. like like it would be a mature season mm-hmm. where he would like give each woman like ample amount of time to like have you know, I just feel like it would just flow. It'd better. be healthy. It'd be healthy. It'd be a healthy bachelor um yeah. you know the little yeah. things that we all desire like we want you know, to just see, minor things just minor like details we, like we want to see them find someone that they genuinely yes. connect with and like yes the little petty drama is funny yes. but like it's not it shouldn't be the forefront of the show and i feel mm-hmm. like that is what has happened it has become like yep. it's yep. the bachelor and bachelorette drama show and then just yep. like if they find someone it's cool literally like i just I'm at the point where I'm like, I'll tune in when they get to hometowns. Yeah. I'll, Let me know yeah. when they get to hometowns mm-hmm. and then I'll tune in. Because that's when you're talking about love and shit like that. And apparently on this season, it's teased out that he says, I love you to three women. And sleeps with two of them before honey before the fantasy suites. He is messy. He is messy. Why did y'all allow him? He is messy. No. Cancel. I don't want, I don't, I don't care if this man finds love. I don't. I'm just trying to figure out how he's, like, sleeping with women when there are producers all over their, like, dates. Hmm. Hmm. After hmm. the cameras, like, stop, probably at one, night. One, they got, one of the girls <laughs> got to probably sneak out of the room. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you'll have to keep us updated with uh, how things turn out. I'll have kind my of roommate invested. keep me updated on the show. <laughs> because at this point, I don't know if I want to keep watching it. She does. She watches it continuously like, yeah. like through yeah. all of it i'm like you know what how about you just keep me updated and then i'll let y'all know how about you watch it and then at dinner you can fill me in real quick yep <laughs> yep yes yep because god and bless her soul that was like the one question she asked me when i before i moved in was like do you like the bachelor and i'm like yeah i'll watch it with you and i'm like i don't want to watch it anymore i'm done <laughs> No, that's okay. That's okay. It's, God, it's so, it's cringy. It is cringy now. And I just, it's taking energy out of me and I'm getting frustrated at these imaginary characters, these imaginary people. I mean, they're not imaginary, they're real people, but still, you know what I mean? Like, it's just taking energy out of me that I could be giving to my bed. True. Or like to anything else. <laughs> to anything else. To any like value to my life. Like like anything else that could bring me healthy um like enjoyment. This is not healthy. <laughs> no. No. But I digress. I would love to know what your captivation is though for this week. My captivation is Dollface. Yay! Healthy TV! Healthy TV! (laughs) I finally started watching it. um, After you made the post on our Instagram about your, like, uh, recommendations. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, flipping through and I was like, okay, wait, Dollface. Wait, that's Brenda's song. Wait, that's Shay Mitchell. And I was like, I gotta watch this show now. Yeah, I I told you! I know, I know you did. Ken Dennings as well! Sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, when it comes to like, I don't know, like if I don't see the trailer, like know what the show's going to be about, I'm like less likely to click on it. So, mm-hmm. but I am obsessed. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you should watch you could, it. Uh, but like you could tell us what you've seen though. I mean, cause you can't really give spoilers. I mean, you haven't, you've only a couple episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about this girl who's going through a breakup and is like trying to hang out like with her friends that she kind of dismissed during the relationship. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's that happens a lot in real mm-hmm. life. So I, I thought it was a really cool concept for a show. And there's a lot of like magic, what did you call it? Magical, Magical realism. realism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in there, which is really, it's a really nice touch. Yeah. Um, but so far it's, it's really, really it's really good. Yeah, it's very creative and also very relatable. Like very relatable. Yeah. There's a scene so. where, um, this doesn't give spoilers or anything. 
there's a scene that's one of my favorites, like before, as far as like magical realism touches that the show does, where um, Jules, who is the main character, um, Kat Dennings, likes her ex-boyfriend's new girl's photo on Instagram and like goes like, like it's been like 90 weeks back kind of thing. And she calls 911 and the cat lady answers and everything. And she was like, how far back was it? And she was like, 91 weeks. She's like, wow, for the love of God. And these two paramedics show up and like are trying to like do CPR basically like on her phone. <laughs> like the, how long has it been? And they're like asking questions and they're like, um, they're like, she's seen it. And then they open up like this, um, uh, like body bag, and they're like, "Ma'am, we're gonna need you to step inside." I love uh, it. I love like it. Those just, moments like that, yeah. mm-hmm. where you it, you it's just taken over the top. I think are really great of the show, and I think that's where it shines. And Jordan Weiss is like, I am just um, amazed by her brain that she, she's the creator of the show that she was able to come up with this. I mean, this script. I think I mentioned it before. Was her writing sample. So your writing sample is usually not something you ever imagine getting made into a show. It's just to show other creators and other uh, showrunners, hey, this is what I can do. And it's just to get you hired on other shows. And her friend was working on I, Tanya with Margot Robbie and was like, hey, Margot, you should read the script of my friends. And Margot read it and was like, oh my God, I love this. I want to produce this. And uh, Jordan basically was like, what? That's just my writing sample. Like, you like, want to produce what? my writing sample? And okay, let's yeah, do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's, like, around the same age as me, I believe. She's, like, 30-something. And, um, yeah, and got it on Hulu. Um, there is an episode where Margot makes a guest appearance. I think that's also great. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, and I love, like, the place she works at, Womb. is supposed to be, like, a play on, like, mm-hmm. Goop and Glossier. Um, yeah. You get that vibe, and I just love how uh, it's all about, like, female friendships and female, like, empowerment and women supporting Mm -hmm. women. Um, And then the new season comes out on the 11th, which I'm so excited about, and I actually got six days to get it together. Yep. (laughs) And I DM'd DM'd Jordan Weiss, the creator, on Instagram, telling her how excited I was for season two, and she DM'd me back, and she was so touched. I told her, I was like, you know you're like a really big inspiration for me. And so she was super touched by that. And, um, I was really like, I felt great that she was able to take time and like actually replied to like her DMS, which I think is great. Not a lot of people do that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. In Hollywood. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with season two. And I know that she hired only female directors for season two as well. Um, which I think is great. And the showrunner, typically the creator is usually the showrunner of the show, but, um, she had never showrun before, so when that happens, they usually bring somebody else in to be the showrunner, and the showrunner's basically, like, the person who's in charge of TV. Like, in a film, the director's in charge, and TV is the showrunner. It's usually the head writer, and it's usually the creator of the show. But if you've never had experience showrunning a show, they usually bring someone else in to do that. And it is the girl who used to be the showrunner of Two Broke Girls. Oh, um, nice. She is the showrunner this season, so, yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I really like it. I'm I'm excited to see where where it goes the rest of the season, and then season two. Now I mm-hmm. can be be up on the times Yay. and watch things when you watch them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this, like I said, like this show was a really great one. I tried to write a spec, which is a speculatory, which means you're writing something for free in hopes that someone will see it. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote a spec script um, of this show uh, in grad school. So oh, nice. yeah. to say it's one of my favorite shows is an understatement, I think. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what is your captivation this week? My captivation this week is inspired by you as well. I love, wow, we inspired each wow, other's captivation. Wow, look at us inspiring everyone with our Gross. things we like to do and buy. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Gross. Ew. <laughs> but... I know you did the blog Alotti's workout, her mm-hmm. glow obsessions, and I was in Target uh, and, and, you know, perusing the aisles as I usually do on my weekends, and I came across her workout gear in Target, and it is the cutest workout gear I've ever seen, and I immediately, like, yes, it's expensive, but I was like, I, I need a yoga mat. Like, I'm trying to do workouts here in my apartment, and I have hardwood floors. It's not... The comfiest yeah. thing to do it on. So I got her yoga mat, and I love it. I also got her um, resistant bands, which are so cute, and it all matches. And yes. I really want to get, like, her kettlebell 
as well. I want to yes, get they didn't have the kettlebell when I went. Uh, they had so I got a yoga mat too because I have a really thin yoga mat that is just terrible. It needs to be thrown away. It's worthless. <laughs> but I've, I, but I really hers is really like, hers is thick, and I really like it. Yeah, I really do think when you have cute workout gear and like cute workout clothes, it makes you want to work out. I would love to see her come out with workout clothes. She, did, I think she does have some. Are they at Target? I don't know where they are. Oh. Check on that because she was talking about what she was wearing and ex- and explaining them like like they were her product. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think it just makes you want to work out more and it just puts you like in a better mood um, around that. Because like when it's all gray and like boring and, you know, not fun, it doesn't like spark joy for me. At least I, I have an aesthetic like I have a Libra moon or Libra rising, Libra Jupiter. I need to live an aesthetic life. If you do not, if you learn anything about me, it's that aesthetics. I mean, if you learn anything about both of us. <laughs> Yeah. Or Libra Honestly, Risings. Yeah. We both have Libra Risings. We need that aesthetic in our life or else we are depressed. <laughs> yeah. 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 The fact that I still have not- nothing the way that I wanted in my apartment just makes me so irritated. Oh, trust <sighs> me. Trust me. I feel that. I'm like, I hate my couch and I want this new one. And like my dad's like, you know, it takes a while for people to build a home. Like, you don't I know, I know. And I'm, I'm like, like, I know, but I need it all together now. I'm like, I literally have mismatched furniture in my room and um, free stuff, which is fine and well, and we are thriving, but I am just getting tired of things not matching. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh God, I won't, I, I can, I can just envision my dream apartment. I'm like, I want it. It's in within reach. It's within reach, but it's also not because it is very expensive to furnish. That's why I also just said, like, screw it. When it came to getting my dining room table and chairs, I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, I'm getting what I want. And I got it. It's great. So much fun. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see it. Like, you're going to have to send me a picture whenever they arrive. Whenever it's all assembled and everything. Because the chairs Mm -hmm. are here. They're just not assembled yet. The chairs are there. The table is coming. Yes. Will the so. table be assembled? I don't know. It's an in-home okay. delivery. I don't know if that means okay. like assembled or not. We'll see. We'll see. If not, we'll see. my dad will be here in a couple of weeks. And yep. I have a lot of projects for him. Like here are all the things. I've Thank been looking you. up so many little DIYs though. So we'll see. I'm going to try and do some DIYs for my stuff and see yeah. if I can do it I want to make a bookcase and I want to make um, a coffee table or like a dining room table. Or something. I make something. That 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 is a lot. That mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. good luck with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Blaine has all the stuff to do it. We just have to get the the wood that we want and stain it and all of that. So, but Talk um, to my dad. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. So, um, we're first going to focus on the wedding. Yes, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby, baby steps. steps. Do you have any, ed- any updates for us on that? No. Okay. I all think right. I found my day of coordinator. Yay! Yes, super nice gal. Um, and yeah, I just have to sign the contract and give her money. <laughs> so I need yep, someone to like take over the day of. I no, can't. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't even know. I, I don't even agree. know how. To, I wouldn't even know how to run a wedding, honestly. Well, it just so. takes so much pressure off of you and also takes pressure off your maid of honor as well, too. Cause she and photographer, because my photographer yep. was like, if you don't have a day of, like, I can do it. But then that's just one more thing that they have to worry about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so before we get into today's episode, we're going to do a couple household things really quickly. Uh, Housekeeping things. (laughs) (laughs) Housekeeping, yes. I know what you meant. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. We just did our first live recording on Spotify Greenroom. So if you gals missed out on that, it'll be uploaded as a bonus episode at the end of the week on Friday. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be doing that like once a month with our book club. And then we're also probably going to do it like with some other topics as well. But if you want to be part of that, because you will be featured in the episode if you like join in on the chat and everything, download the Spotify Greenroom app, follow us at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams. And then also follow us on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, which we will be announcing when we're live on our Instagram story. So you gals can like click the link join in automatically see what's going on if you haven't read the book you know it's fine you can still tune in and listen or you can wait a week later 
and you'll get the episode, but we'd love to have you guys chime in. And then also make sure you guys are following us on Spotify. You can now rate us on Spotify. You can give us five stars. So let's do that. Send us a screenshot when you do that. And we'll share it on Instagram story. And then if you are listening on Apple podcast, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review and then follow us on our personal socials. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And let's get into today's episode. We are talking about showing up for yourself. Woo! <laughs> Round of applause. So I think this can like, it goes into so many things. It's not just self-care. I mean, it goes into dating. It goes into your work life. It goes into just every little aspect of your life. How do you show up for yourself? I feel like that's what... You hear it all the time. People say, you got to show up for yourself. What does it really mean when you're saying show up for yourself? Yeah. I take it as like another way of like honoring yourself and just doing whatever needs to be done to like really care for yourself, Um, Mm -hmm. putting yourself first. And I feel like a lot of people don't really know or learn how to show up for themselves until like later on in life but yeah I feel like I mean at at least for me like I definitely don't think I like showed up for myself when I was like in high school or even maybe even like the beginning stages of college Um, I feel like really as I've gotten into my adult life I've really learned like how to do it and there's not I don't really feel like there's like a checklist of like how to show up for yourself and so um which makes it like really unique to you as an individual and like kind of, mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of almost need to know like who you are in order to show Ooh. up for yourself. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. I think show, like getting like a concrete, like, and you only kind of know that like when you've taken time to really spend quality time with yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think what it comes down to is figuring out like what your love language is mm-hmm. and then you, and you know how you want other people to love you. Can you do that for yourself? Yeah. In a way. Can you show up for yourself? Can you spend quality time with yourself? Like going to the movies just by yourself, going to dinner by yourself, you know, doing these things alone, spending time alone to really know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what your boundaries are, stuff that you don't tolerate. And if you don't know that stuff, journal it out. Take the time alone to do these activities to see like what you feel comfortable doing. And how you spark your own joy in your life and how you just recenter yourself after you had like a really harsh and long bad day. Like how do you calm yourself? How do you take care of yourself when you're sick? Um, And I mean like rule of thumb, like it's never going to start with you (laughs) being harsh on yourself. It's never going to start with you, you know, getting drunk and blacking out. It's never going to, you know, when you spend all your money, you're not saving, you know, it, it, retail therapy is amazing yes, yes. I, love I love retail it. therapy love it. but but in, when you're spending yeah. that money which you could spend on like rent food things that nourish yeah. your life and you're like oh aritzia yeah. like me um <laughs> it's never showing up for yourself it's fine in moderation but not should not be yeah. like the forefront of how you spend every paycheck so well i think also too like when you're constantly throwing away money like that it never makes it feel special yeah when yeah. you go out and do that kind of thing now if you have a disposable income like you're a millionaire one let's be friends um but True. <laughs> i think you know it makes you just feel more rewarding when you're able to like you know save up for certain things yeah. and you're not just like impulse buying i know for me and this is such an adhd thing to impulse buy because you need the hip of dopamine sometimes but there's also i'm i mean for me at least there's sometimes that you have regret buying and it feels guilty in a way and then like you have to return it and i fucking hate returning shit so well and i, it, I yeah. choose to just be conscious yeah. and it doesn't feel it doesn't fill the void that you're searching like for yeah. it to fill like it just it like yeah. makes you happy in that moment but then like it doesn't it doesn't fix things um yeah so I'm so critical of myself sometimes. Like, I'll spend a Saturday. Like, I spent last Saturday, like, just chilling in my apartment. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm wasting a day. I could go do something. I could be more proactive. I could edit Hannah's music video. I could. <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't do it that day. It was raining in L.A. I wasn't going to fucking do no. shit. I went and got Chick-fil-A and chilled in my apartment and watched TV. 
in my bedroom. That sounds like a beautiful Saturday, but I'm the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I've wasted so much time. I only have these two days to like get stuff done outside of work. Yes. And so I always feel incredibly guilty when I don't do anything. And like Blaine is like, why do you not like want to relax? And I'm like, I don't really know how to, like I do, but I internally am guilty the whole time. I think a lot of it has to go with how America especially is and how we're raised and thinking that we're only valuable when we're productive. If we're not productive, then we um, are not valued. Like we don't deserve it in a way. Yeah. And you can't, that's showing up for yourself is taking those time to relax because you cannot be 100% yourself if you are you know, drained. If you're pouring from an empty cup, if you don't have the energy to give back to something, you have to get that energy by relaxing. You have to get that energy by taking time for yourself to be lazy. And it's fine. Like you deserve, it's why you have weekends. You have, you deserve Mm -hmm. it in a way. It's almost like we need to like flip the script and be like, instead of being like, wow, I was so lazy today. Like, I'm so glad that I relaxed today so that tomorrow I can X, Y, Z. Or Monday I can, you know, reset and refocus. So when I take a Saturday to be lazy, the next day I want to go do things. Yeah. Like I have the energy now to go grocery shopping, to go to Target, to, you know, go do errands. To to laundry, to clean, you know, whatever you need to do. But... Yeah. Yeah. I'm really bad to like on my Saturday, I'm like, okay, I need to get up. You know, I still need to get up early and I do this and this and this. And then I'm like, oh, my weekend is gone. And then I feel mad because my weekend is gone and I didn't feel like I relaxed. And I just felt like it was another, like almost like Mm -hmm. another work day, but just a life version of that. So Mm -hmm. trying to be more Mm -hmm. positive in the way that you like talk about yourself and talk about the things that you're doing in your day-to-day life. Which mm-hmm. is something we've talked about before, even with like the whole cooking thing, like just kind of like flipping the way that you discuss it and think about it and approach it is going to help mm-hmm. make for a better like experience. Yeah. I mean, showing up for yourself is a pretty simple and it's most basic form. It's about being good to yourself and honoring your needs. And that is your self-care needs. That is your needs in a relationship. That is your boundaries. And you, I think a lot of people are like, well, how do I know how to honor my needs? Like, what does that even mean? And it doesn't need to be as complicated as it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's just understanding what do you need in order to give your full self to your work, to your relationship, to feel secure, to feel like you are 100% being valued and like you're showing up for your own worth. Most of us are struggling with our self-worth and self-love wounds that require a lot of awareness to heal that. And if you're committed to a healing journey, then you've got some tools you've found that like connect you to your truth and they release your pain and limiting beliefs. And you will get more insight on yourself when you like start noticing like certain patterns, certain toxic cycles that you get stuck in and you will start like not believing that you're unlovable or that you're not worthy of these certain things. When you like sit down, take the time to self analyze and there's different ways that you can have a toxic cycle. I recently went to a seminar with my friend Allie Ringer, who we've had on the show. She is the um, coach behind recovery. We've done two episodes with her. I highly recommend listening to them. We've done episodes about her codependency, which is her toxic cycle that she often talks about. And then one with her boyfriend and how they handled that when they got into their relationship. But a good way to identify your toxic cycles, like she taught in her um, class that we went to, there's different ways you can have toxic cycles. You can have social, health, mindset, spirituality, career, abundance, romance, and family. And if I may, I sat down and I acknowledged my toxic cycles that I have in these different ones. Um, My social one being that I don't do things sometimes because I don't have anyone to do with them with and I need to get better about doing them alone. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to hot yoga class with somebody. I'm not going to fucking talk to this person the whole time I'm there. I'm just there as a comfort blanket. I need to like just be able to do it on my own and have more independence. And one question that she told us to do when it comes to that is, you know, going on to like hanging out with certain friends when you don't have the energy to say, feeling like you have to say yes to doing the certain things. So do I have enough energy in my cup today? Oh, I like that. To I go like hang that. out with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And if you don't, it's fine. If your friend gets mad at you because you don't have energy to hang out with them, 
they're not your friend. You're showing up for yourself by creating that space and being like, you know, I don't have the energy tonight. I think I just want to like relax and chill out. Uh, but thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Um, maybe next yeah. weekend. So you can, you know, ahead well, of time. And also kind of too, I, don't, yeah. I don't like last minute yeah. plans. That's you how don't. I am. I yeah. don't always, but also like, I would rather hang out with you when you have energy to hang out than when you don't like, I would, yeah. I wouldn't want to feel forced to go do something if I'm just not really feeling it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for health, I mean, procrastinating signing up for the gym, mm-hmm. procrastinating eating mm-hmm. better, doing a diet, like a paleo diet, when you're not getting the nutrients that you need and maybe doing a vegetarian diet would be a lot better mm-hmm. for you. You know, certain things like that, like how do you look at yourself? How do you show up for your body? How do you show up for your mental health as well? How do you, um, I mean, if you purposely know that you're binging bad food and you know that after you do that, it's going it, to, it's a temporary bliss, you know, that afterwards you're going to feel like crap maybe limiting it. We're not saying that, you know, you can't eat chocolate because God eat the chocolate. Um, trust me, I'm eating the chocolate yeah, myself. Definitely. This but week. <laughs> portions. Yeah. Yeah. Portions, not making food a reward either. I hate that idea that food has to be a reward. That's not a healthy way of thinking and having a healthy relationship with food. In my opinion, we want to have like a dietitian yeah. or like, uh, someone who does that for a living to talk about that on the show. So if you gals are interested in that, like, let us know. But different ways with that, um, mindset, taking better care of your mental health and motivation and, you know, realizing you're capable of getting what you want and how are you going to put that into your day to day? How are you going to, um, just have a healthier mindset, but like truly believing that you deserve everything that you want and going forth with that mindset, having the mindset of everything that you want, everything you speak into existence is coming to you and fully believing that not that we don't chase, we attract mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. mindset that is having a healthier mindset than thinking all the, all the bad things always happen to me. Of course, this is what happened to me. I have such bad luck. <laughs> me. This things sounds like, like me. That. I say this. <laughs> I do these things. <laughs> <laughs> but things like that, like that negative self-talk is not serving you in any way. That negative mindset is not serving you in any way. You're showing up for yourself when you start to believe that, you know, good things happen to mm-hmm. me. I have good luck. I, you know, I attract abundance. I attract wealth. I attract love. I attract, you know, friends and family, all this into my life. My business is healthy. That mindset is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. Um, spirituality, whether that's religion or, you know, whatever you believe in, whether it's the universe, anything, just being more centered, being more grateful, being more appreciative of that what you have around you, whether that's meditating, yoga, prayer, having a healthier relationship with that. I can't go into that with detail in that because I didn't know, I didn't list anything in that area. And I frankly wasn't fully attention, attentive yeah. in that area when she was talking about it. Um, career. Are you showing up for yourself in your career by meaning, are you staying with a job that you truly want to stay at? Or are you staying at it because you feel stuck? You don't think that you can quit your job and, you know, go do the thing that you love. You think you have to stay at a nine to five and you can't go out there and, you know, be an entrepreneur if you want to start your own business, you know, that I don't have a degree in that. So I can't, I don't have a business degree, so I don't know how to start my own business. And it's just showing up for yourself. And, you know, you were the only person that you are with your entire life. And if you are stuck in a career or in a job that you are not happy with, no one else is going to step in to change that for you. And I am a living testament. My mom is a living testament, I should say. Like, you don't need a college degree to start your own business. You really don't. You can Google. You can figure it out. You can meet other like people who are just like you, who want to do the same things, and you can cultivate a like relationship with all these other people and they will help you grow. Um, career was a big area that she went into it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to um, take up too much time talking about that because it's a whole thing. But I mean, for me, I procrastinate writing until I think I had the perfect idea and it's just showing it for me. My career would be writing every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be not waiting until I have the motivation showing up for my career, showing up for myself in that area is just writing even when I don't feel like it just to do it and just to get the ideas out of my head. Um, abundance. Showing up for myself. Um, stop impulse spending. Yeah. Uh, I did that today. Stop. I feel bad about it. But also 
not having a scarcity mindset around it as well either. Because if you have a scarcity mindset around money, you are never going to attract more money. Mm -hmm. That's true. And one thing she told us to do, and I think it's brilliant, look at your bank account every single day. I I do that. (laughs) I don't. I, I get anxiety around looking at my bank account I because I don't I do don't want to bl- every day. <laughs> People probably think I'm obsessive, but I do. The reason I I don't I I make more money now than I ever have. I'll be honest about that. And I had anxiety about signing up for car insurance because I didn't understand that you know having when you've never had money and then you finally get money, it is overwhelming. And you don't know how to, you think that you're going to run out of it. And so you act from a scarcity mindset. And so for a while, I was like, how am I going to afford rent, my bills, car insurance, all this stuff? And I freaked out over that. And my dad was like, you have enough money. Yeah. Like, you can cover all this in one paycheck. And you get paid twice a month. You can cover it in one paycheck. You're fine. And just getting more comfortable with that. And she was like, you know, one thing I recommended was, looking at your bank account every day, getting more comfortable with that number and not, you won't have anxiety around it. looking at your credit card statement every day. So you realize how much you need to budget for that to pay that off. Things like that. When you get more comfortable with it, you're not going to be so scared of losing it right. in a way yeah. because you realize what you have and you put more value into that. Um, and I know when she said that, when she's recommended people look at their bank account every day, everybody in the room was like, they're like, oh, oh, like it was like a, it was like a bomb she dropped. And it's like the simple things like that. You're showing up for yourself with your money and like, you're, you know, you're able to like, um, be more present with it and be more, um, focused on it. Um, romance, not having a scarcity mindset around that either. If you lose the person that you thought that you were supposed to marry, I'm sure someone else is going to come along the way. Nine times out of ten, there's, there's seven billion people in this world. Don't have a scarcity mindset about romance. Um, and don't be like me and date guys because um, you're lonely and that you don't really want to date. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I've done that many, many times. So how are you, can you show up for yourself and your relationships? You can be honest about your needs. You can communicate your boundaries. You can communicate your standards and it's not comfortable, but you can do it in gentle ways. And then when you do that and they still don't honor up to that, you've done everything you possibly can. Therefore, this relationship is not going to work out. You learn from that experience and then you rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. This is part of the work. You see more about yourself and are presented with an opportunity to make a choice. You make the best choice you can with what you know about yourself and you learn from that experience and then you rinse and repeat. And you get out of that toxic cycle. And then you have you have um, toxic cycles within your family. You know, do you, do you and your parents have boundaries that you need to set? Do you, do you feel like you have, like, helicopter parents and you're, like, 30 years old and you need to establish boundaries? I told my mom recently, stop calling me and telling me that you're going to bed. I love you, <laughs> but, you know, I don't care. You're going to bed. It's I'm eating dinner. Mom, I love like, you. Let me, I don't let even me know when you're going to bed. you, mom. <laughs> yeah. And I had to do that. I was like, you know, she would, I talk to her every single day. I love my mom. Talk to her every single day. I have to be the one that calls mm-hmm. her. Let me call you. I am working from home. I don't have, I need to concentrate. And for me, I have ADHD. I will get distracted if I start talking to you. I need to get this work done first because I have a deadline. It's important. And then when I have a break, because that's another thing too, working from home, I don't honor myself. I don't honor an hour lunch break and I need to start doing yeah. that more and realizing that like I need to close the computer for an hour, p- put on Slack that I made at lunch and that people really need me. They, they know where I'm at and I'll be back in an hour. Yeah, Nothing's going to die within mm-hmm. an hour. Um, and I need to honor myself by doing that with my career. I need to honor uh, that hour lunch break instead of like a 15 you minute You do. It's um, such a salad. good time to reset. Like in the yeah. middle of the day, yeah. Give yourself the break that you deserve. Yeah, I love lunch breaks. Um, I tend to work through the second half of mine, which is not the mm-hmm. best, but I think it's really I think it's really I important mean, to just like take a minute from what you've been thinking about all day. So when I was working in retail, I did it. I, I whenever I had my hour lunch break, I went and sat in my car. I was like, I don't even want to be in the mall. I want to go sit in my car, listen to a podcast, talk to somebody on the on the phone, watch a YouTube video. 
and honor myself for that hour break and give my time to reset so I can go back in and there. And finish. And do yeah. myself, mm-hmm. you know, finish my shift and everything. And I, I think, you know, when you work from home and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm already from home, like, you know, kind of thing. Like, I do little breaks. I go and get snacking every now and then. Like, I don't know. It's so hard to shut the computer. And actually walk walk away and not come back for an hour. And yeah. that's what I need to do. I need to just go have my lunch break in my mm-hmm. living room and yeah. not like yeah, close your door. Desk. Like you are gonna because I think it helps you get through the rest of the day better. You're not as quickly like you're not as quick to burn out from the day when you've had that time to kind of <gasps> just take time for yourself. My mindset is work through lunch, then you can finish. Work well, that early. is also a good mindset. <laughs> um, I also <laughs> would encourage that mindset too. <laughs> Like if you're not, if you're my not, mindset <laughs> is if you work through lunch, you can be done yeah, with work by yeah. two. If or you're, three. I mean, if you're like not a big lunch person, then like go for it. Um, Cause I also yeah. <laughs> enjoy finishing things early. Um, so 100% like I'd, that. That's the, that's the thing. I'd rather finish work early and have the rest of my day. than. I think with, I, I'm, I'm like already like on a, like mm-hmm. a roll kind of thing. I don't want to stop. And then I go take a lunch break. And it's, I'm like, yeah, Ugh. I do kind of get that like slump after work too. I don't know. I feel like it could really no. go either way. When I was in retail, when I was in retail, that was a more of a thing than when you work from home because I have the comfort of working from home. I am not in an office, which <laughs> I do get an office Yay. with a window and everything. Um, whenever we go back, which we don't know when that's going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I am more... Not lazy, but more relaxed. Well, and your tasks are different. Like at home, you're working from home and doing things that you can probably get done in a more timely manner versus like when you work retail, like you have to be there until you close Mm -hmm. the store anyway. So might as well take that break when you can um, because you're not Mm going to be able to like get your tasks done early to leave early kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. And that and I also I'm just I get to I don't have to worry about commute. I don't yeah. worry about getting ready and like, you know, I can go on a Zoom call and I don't have to have, have makeup on and they don't care. Right. I mean, you really can't uh, tell on Zoom anyways. Everyone looks. I mean, it was so refreshing to walk in on my, fr- not walk in, <laughs> but like chime, chime in, in <laughs> log, log on, on your first day for my first day. And my boss is in a sweatshirt, her glasses, and she has a messy bun in her hair. And I'm like, I, I did. I took the time. I did my makeup. I put on. I mean, I had sweatpants on, but I had a nice sweater yeah. on. I did my makeup. I put my hair in a low bun and everything. I had all that. I woke up early and I see her that. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I don't this have to do all this. Vibe. Thank yes. God. Yeah. It was so refreshing. This is the like, oh, my manager who's like super, like she's in charge of all the social media at this company, and she's dressing like this and showing up to her meetings like this. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. That is a great work-life balance. And I think also, too, with a career, it is so hard to get to this point where you have, and I know you you are like this as well, too, having a good boss, mm-hmm. having a great boss makes such a it big really deal. Does. And you're having a healthy relationship with work. It is amazing. Yeah. Because when I was in retail, I can't say I had that. Cannot say I had that uh, at all. And now I do, and mm-hmm. I love it. And now I'm not sitting out here getting drinks with my boss. I mean, she lives in New York. I live in LA. We've never met in person. Um, but I, and she's also like, you know, can be a boss. Sure. And like, yeah. you know, set those boundaries and everything. But I also, you know, I feel like I can actually talk to her and I don't get nervous when I go to her with a problem or if I need to ask her questions, like she encourages that. She's like, are you sure you have zero mm-hmm. questions? And I'm like, no, I got it. Like, I really, I have no questions. She's like, okay, just want to make sure I am here for questions. And it's just like, I think like, I think it's so cute when she's just like, you know, she really wants to like, you know, take the opportunity. She's like, I scheduled out time. What questions do you have? And I'm like, I really don't have any, like you did a great job yeah. of explaining this. Like I, you're a great boss. Like, I really, I don't need you to hold my hand for the rest of this. She's like, okay, awesome. Cool, Sounds great. great. I'm going to go have a snack. <laughs> <laughs> like, to go into, like, after my first month of work and her be like, oh, we were raving about you, like, in our oh, meetings. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, so I, it's great when you're able to just fully trust the people that you're in a relationship with, work, family, friends, dating. You're able to show up for yourself mm-hmm, more. Definitely. I think. 
But if you're not getting that, you have to show up for yourself even more Mm -hmm. than you would. Because they are not going to. They are not going to have your back at all. And no one else is going to stick up for you. And it is just knowing who you are, trusting yourself to make choices that serve you. And don't do things because the world or your boss or your mom or your boyfriend or your partner tells you to do them. You have to listen to your body, your heart, and your soul. And just... When you feel stuck, when you feel stifled, when you feel like you're not in control of your life, when you feel like you're not in control of your destiny, what do you have to do to get unstuck? And that is showing up for yourself. And that way, it means making choices that honor your needs as they arise. Preach it, sister girl. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it it might mean like canceling on your friends who, when, you know, you really need alone time, like we've said, uh... My poor friend Peter has been trying to call me all week. We haven't had a chance to talk on the phone. And I've had to sit there and I want to talk to him. I can't. Every every time we get the chance to, I don't have the energy to. And it's like I can't give you that. I can't spend that time catching up with you when I feel so drained from everything else that's going on. And I want to make sure that I'm finding a good time to sit there and give you that energy and talk to you and be able to connect with you. Um, And I think you also just have to, you know, like allow yourself to just rest at the end of the day, resting. And it might mean saying yes and it might mean saying no. It might mean changing your mind. It might mean trying something that you never thought you would. It might mean breaking someone's heart. It might even mean breaking your own heart. I know, which is sucky. But also, like, always, it always ends up good. All the sucky times yes. always end up good. And you have to put yourself first. And you have to do what makes you feel good in the moment. Um and sometimes mm-hmm. that's the hard, that's the hard thing It's like, like back when I broke up with my ex, like that was hard, mm-hmm. but I knew I was doing what, what I needed to do to show up for myself. And I broke mm-hmm. my heart and his, and that sucks. But looking forward now, I know that like mm-hmm. I did what I needed to do. Um, and I knew who I mm-hmm. was and I was confident in my decision and, like you just have to honor like your emotional needs, your physical needs, like all your spiritual needs, uh, your mental needs. Like you just have to honor them and you're not always going to make someone else happy. Um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's not not your responsibility responsibility to make anyone else happy. Um, you have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You are the only person in the world who is going to care for yourself and no one else is going to show up for you when I mean, yes, people are going to show up for you when you need them, yada, yada, yada. But, like, you are the only person who can control your life rely. and rely on yourself. Like, you, I am the only person that I yeah, can rely I on. Um, I have other people that I can yeah. re- rely on, on in certain situations. But every single day, I am with myself. I rely on myself. Like, if I don't show up for myself, no one will. So. Yeah. No one's got to go to the gym for you. No one else is going to start that diet for you. No one's going to make your dinner unless you have a really nice, like, mom or fiance or sister who just casually makes you dinner one day. Yeah. But (laughs) no one's going to, yeah, no one's going to stand up to your boss for you. Right. No one's going to draw that boundary for you with your parents, with your partner. No one's going to, you know, meditate for you. No one's going to uh, do your finances for you unless you have a fucking accountant, which hit me up. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, no one's going to like you have to you have to jumpstart all of those things anyways like without you they don't happen even if someone were to step in and help you and like someone to rely like without you even if i wasn't having an accountant to take care of my finances i had to find that account you have to push the start button like you have to be the one to say let's do it (laughs) i like that i like that you have this you have to push the start button on your life you have to push the start engine button on your life look at me coming up with like the thing. I'm so proud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What's it called? Like the metaphor? I don't know. I don't know yes, grammar. It's a metaphor. English. Yes. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Yes. Look at me. I think that's like the first time I've like done that successfully and it's been so smooth. And received. That and the Bob that and the Bob the Builder joke. And the Bob the Builder joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're gonna need Scoop Muck and Dizzy to be Bob the Builder. So 
The only reason I know that is my brother. He was obsessed. Jesus. <laughs> God. But yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Showing up for yourself in the ultimate sense means that you make the choices that honor your emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual needs as they arise. This is how you take care of ourselves, and this is how we love ourselves. There is no one in the world who can do this for you but you. And that is our survival tip, I think, for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Love it. Stunning. Beautiful. What a terrific. good episode. I feel so I feel so empowered and encouraged. And I hope Great. that all of you gals do too. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.